Welcome to TTM Cast One on One with Jeff Baker. Every Wednesday, we'll bring one on one interviews with hobby professionals, former athletes, authors, and collectors. Sponsored by Certified Sports Guarantee. Go to csgcards.com for sports card grading for the win. And by sportscollectorsdaily.com. If it happens in the hobby, you'll find it on sportscollectorsdaily.com. And sponsored by gemrate.com. The latest grading statistic from the four major grading companies is just a click away. Visit gemrate.com. It's free. Sponsored by Collects. The free app that shows you the value of your card collection. Scan and catalog your cards, follow other users, and buy and sell with other collectors. That's Collex, C-O-L-L-X. And now, here's our host, Jeff Baker. Hello, everybody, and welcome to TTM Cast One-on-One, your very special Wednesday show, which we've been doing for, I don't know, three months now, Drew? Yeah, something like that. Three months. It is uh, Wednesday, May 17th. We're actually recording today, this morning, so it'll be out uh, probably around noontime, so hopefully you, you're, you're going to enjoy it. My name is Jeff Baker, talking to you from Boston, Massachusetts, and I'm joined by my friend and co-host from Dallas, Texas, Mr. Drew Pelto. Hey, Drew. Hey, good to be here. Drew, we have a real fun interview this week. I spoke with Don McNeil. Don McNeil played uh, two seasons at... Uh, Alabama. He won national championships in 78 and 79. Then he went and played 10 seasons with the Miami Dolphins. So we talked to him about uh, playing for Don Shula, playing for Bear Bryant, um, all the kind of highs and lows of his career. He, he made a game-saving tackle in the 1979 Sugar Bowl for the national, to save the national championship. And then he got uh, run over literally by John Riggins in the in the Super Bowl, I think it was 17. And uh, it, it was kind of a, the other way, right? He, he yeah. set up a big, like a 43-yard touchdown. So we talked to him about that. Also talked to him about signing autographs. So it, it's a great article, uh, great article, great interview. That is coming up. Um, I went to the Red Sox game last night. We saw the Red Sox in Seattle Mariners. I got to see uh, J-Rod, which was kind of cool. I had never seen him in person. And uh, the Red Sox won. They they uh, It was one of those back-and-forth games, but the, they, they kind of, came out in around the fifth or sixth inning and, and won the game. I think it was eight to four, maybe was the final. Nice. <laughs> and then uh, just surprise. I went to, we went to the store, the Red Sox uh, store. I don't know if anyone's been down to Fenway park on Jer- on Jersey Ave, uh, Jersey street. They have a, a big memorabilia store and we went into the Red Sox store and oil Cam Boyd and rich Gale were in the signing autographs for free. Nice. Yeah, so I got, I got a couple pictures signed by those guys. I didn't, you know, I wasn't planning on it. It was mm-hmm. like, Oh, look, and they had they were giving away free pictures, so that was kind of cool. I uh, got pictures with with Oil Cannon and Rich Gale, so that was nice. Uh, I know you went to the Frisco game, right? Would you go yesterday or? Yeah, I went to actually two games. I went on uh, Sunday against the uh, Wichita, and it got rained out, but still managed to get a few autographs out there at least. And then yeah, I went yesterday. They had a, a rare eleven a.m. start time yesterday. Oh, they had wow. Education Day where they had a bunch of like kids uh, school groups out there and everything. So it was 10,000 fans in attendance, mostly a bunch of kids, but a few of us, uh, a couple of us graphers took the day off and came down there and did pretty well. Got 50 cards signed total. Um, let me think. It was, so it was against, uh, what it's called, uh, Amarillo yesterday, which is the Diamondbacks. Okay. And no, Jordan Lawler did not even, uh, I saw him <laughs> sign for, he said when he came through, I was the first one to ask him, he says, oh, I'm only signing for kids. And it's like, yeah, good luck. You've got 10,000 of them here. So enjoy that. But Signed for uh, the kids and stuff. And then there was one guy who was able to get him close to the dugout, but 
Yeah, so then what happens? He goes up first at bat. He gets hit in the hand by a pitch, so he's out for the rest of the game with that. And Parma, on his right way place? off the what's that? Parma. Yeah, exactly. On the way off, I, I mean, even people asking me, he said, "You got time to sign here?" And he's like, "Oh, I can't. My hand." And I'm thinking to myself, "Yeah, dude. If you hadn't gotten hit in the hand, you'd still be saying, oh, I only signed for kids,' or oh, I signed on the way in,' or something like that." So yep. he's full of excuses, unfortunately. But the rest of the team, very good signers. Uh, Frisco was great as well as usual. And I mean, like I said, even despite the rain, I did reasonably well with Wichita. Got uh, Brooks Lee, Twins' top prospect. He did oh, sign a couple of cards there. Uh, got Jack Leiter on a couple of cards, uh, or on one card. Uh, got Davison De Los Santos, who's another one of the top prospects there with uh, Arizona. Ryan Bliss, another one of the top guys. So I end up doing all right, all things considered. Very cool. And you had to get a new video. I saw you get a new video out. Yep, finally put the uh, previous two weeks up. And it's funny because usually if I wait two weeks, it's like going to be a half hour video and no, the last two weeks were so slow. There was only 12 minutes total across those. So it's like, <laughs> all right, well, that's that works out fine there. So I can already tell you, though, I mean, just doing yesterday with the recap of the uh, game there between Frisco and Amarillo, that's already nine minutes. So it'll already be almost as long as the last two weeks combined for this week. That's good. Yeah, I'm, I think I've got two returns so far this week. It slowed down considerably. Yeah. So that, that's too bad. Well, guys, check out Drew's video. He is DFW Graffer on YouTube. Make sure you check it out. He is also on Twitter at DFW Graffer. Make sure you follow him. Um, Drew, I think we should go right into Hobby Happens. What do you think? Sounds good to me. Let's get the show started. Leading off, we look at Hobby Happenings. Smart collectors turn to Sports Collectors Daily to stay up to date. From new releases to incredible collections hitting the auction block, news from inside the business of sports collectibles, and much more, Sports Collectors Daily has it, all with no subscription cost. SC Daily also delivers a live look at the most watched sports card auctions on eBay for every sport. Sign up to get the headlines in your email for free or just visit the website whenever you like. With 16,000 stories in the archive going back 16 years, there is always plenty to read at sportscollectorsdaily.com. Next up is, it is Hobby Happening. Oh, he does it the best. He does it the best, guys. I just, you know, we've been we've been talking about this now for uh, uh, about a month, I, mean, I don't know, three or four weeks anyway, right? Our friends mm-hmm. at Collect, they're a brand new sponsor, and they are offering a $10 coupon to anything, uh, their first, your first purchase in their marketplace or in their, um, I don't know, their store where they have T-shirts, hats, all that other kind of stuff. You don't have to do anything. It's really easy. All you have to do is just send me your name and your email address, and I will uh, will have Collect send you a, uh, a coupon. To redeem the, redeem the coupon, you have to make sure you have Collects downloaded on your um, from your you know, on your phone or, or your iPad. Uh, it is available in Google Play. It's also available in the Apple Store, at, in the App Store. So make sure you you check it out. Collects is a great app, and we welcome Collects, and we have a $10 coupon. So if you want a $10 coupon towards your first purchase uh, from in the Collects Marketplace, just send me your name and your email address to ttmcast at yahoo.com. And we'll get that off to you. Also, we are going to be giving away um, four card cradles. We have uh, we, we talked to Jeff Parker from Card Cradles the other day, and we're going to give those away on Saturday. So if you'd like to win a uh, free card cradle, go to thecardcradle.com. We're going to give away four of them, which is really cool. They're, um, you know, they hold uh, top loaders or or, or uh, one uh, one touches or uh, um, graded cards. You can put your card, instead of keeping your card in a drawer someplace or a desk you can you can put them right up on the wall it's really cool it uh we're gonna go with four free free card cradles so if you want to register to win a card cradle just send me your name and your mailing address to ttmcast at yahoo.com and we're gonna give those away on saturday right drew 
Yes, indeed. Okay, that is all our giveaways. Drew, playoffs. We are deep into the playoffs. We are down to the final four, right, mm-hmm. in hockey and in basketball. You want to pick some winners? All right, yeah, let's go for it. Let's try this. Okay, we got. let's do hockey first. Hockey uh, out west, we have your Dallas Stars yeah. against the Las Vegas Golden Knights, right? Two. Yep. Uh, uh, once I don't think that I, I didn't think the Las Vegas Knights would be in there. I did think Dallas would be in there. Uh, who do you like? I hate both of them. <laughs> <laughs> if I have to pick one, just I'm going to I'm hoping like hell for Vegas out of those two. I just I have had to deal with Stars fans for way too long. And the thing is, they don't there aren't even real Stars fans. You did not see a single Stars hat or jersey on anybody in the Dallas-Fort Worth area until March. Screw all of them. Go Vegas. All right, go Vegas. I'm going to root for Vegas too. I lived in Vegas for two for two years, so I'm going to root for Vegas. All right, we had we have the other in the East. We have uh, one surprise team, the Florida Panthers, who no one thought they would even be this far, far right against Carolina, Carolina Hurricane. Uh, who are you liking that one? Carolina should still be in Hartford. Go Florida. <laughs> I think I'm gonna I'm I'm I think Carolina. I, I think yeah. Carolina's gonna take it. Well, so if we get if we get Florida and Vegas, who are you going for? If it's Florida and Vegas, I gotta go Florida then. And how about Carolina, Vegas? Uh I'll hold my nose and go with Carolina. I think yeah, I, I think Carolina's gonna win it. I think Carolina's gonna win the hockey. All right, Drew. We have basketball. We have my Boston Celtics playing against the Miami Heat. Uh, they've dispatched the Heat a couple times, right, in the last couple of years yeah. in the playoffs. But uh, the Heat are coming in at the as the eighth seed. The Celtics are the second seed. So Celtics have home court advantage. They did play a seven-game series against Philadelphia. They destroyed Philadelphia in game seven. But all in all, I don't think they look that great in the series. Who do you like, Celtics or Heat? I'm going to go with the Celtics. I think, I mean, being the higher seed, and I think that's really what the league wants is to get another Boston versus Lakers series. So I'm going Boston. All right, and then out west we have the Lakers, who surprised everyone. They are in the the semifinals against the Denver Nuggets, who ha- have looked unbeatable. I think, don't you? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Who do you like, and Lakers or Denver? I think it's going to be the Lakers, but I'm going to be hoping for Denver. Yeah, I'm kind of the same way. I, I I don't know if the Celtics get in. I'd like to see the Lakers get in, just because yeah, yeah. I think it'd make, it'd make for a good series. Okay, so we got Celtics versus Lakers. What do you think? Oh, man, it's it's I mean, it's tough to pick against LeBron, even I know the age. So LeBron has a Celtics number, right? Yeah, it's tough to pick against him, even at this age. I mean, he always just seems to pull something out of his hat at uh, this point in the season. I'd have to take Lakers in seven, I think, in a series like that. All right. How about Boston, Denver? I think Denver just barely would take it as well. It's I mean, that's either way. It's going to be a pretty good matchup, I think. Yeah, I think the Celtics will beat the Lakers, but I don't think the I think the Celtics Denver is going to be a tough series. I think they're yeah. I think uh, they might be too much for them. So yeah. if if it's Celtics Denver, I'm going to say Denver in seven. I think Celtics will win six against the Lakers. I think I think the Lakers uh, Cinderella shoe will fall off finally. Yeah, <laughs> but it's interesting, right? We love it's it's good 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 playoffs. We love we love playoff. Uh, hockey we love playoff uh, basketball and it's nice to nice to have a couple teams in that that we uh local teams that we can root, root for or against right exactly exactly all right we got some auction news to report we do yeah pwcc with a big auction here recently they had a bill russell rookie card up in there 8.5 grade on that sounds pretty nice to me Six hundred and sixty thousand dollars the final sale price on that one 
We have some um, stuff from the Heritage Auction that recently ended. Um, Ted Williams Hall of Fame ring, which was really cool. It last sold for $95,000 in 2012. Well, guys, it went for $440,000. So it's really cool. It's got the box and everything. It's really it's a really neat thing. That was That's something I would have liked to own. So a Ted Williams Hall of Fame ring went for $440,000. Not, not a bad uh, take for somebody. Absolutely. Some other stuff in that Heritage Auction as well. SGC 7.5 Mickey Mantle, a 1952 Topps card, $384,000, the uh, final sale price on that. Total sales, $17.9 million in that Heritage Auction sale, including 20 different items that went into the six figures. So nice, uh, nice payday right there for Heritage Auction, the people selling through them. We have some new releases this week. We have the 2022-23 Bowman University Inception. You get seven cards, two autos or relics. The boxes are going for about $200. That's 2022-23 Bowman University's Inception for about 200 bucks. Got some basketball release from Panini here. The 22-23 Panini Crown Royale basketball set. You get eight cards, one autograph, and one memorabilia per box. $350 to $400, the price tag on that one. And this one's due out on Friday, the 2021-22 Panini Flawless Basketball. It has been delayed, constantly delayed for, for one reason or other. These are these cool ones that come in the silver uh, briefcases. You get one pack, nine autos of memorabilia, one base card of up to uh, 20 or less. Uh, it's going to be have a five-figure price tag. They haven't released the price yet, but uh, if you have to ask, you can't afford it, right, Drew? Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> <laughs> we get some news from the National. We do more signers added to the list. We've been cranking those out as they come to us, and we've got another batch of them to add to the list for anybody that's uh, keeping track of all this. Uh, on the paid signings, you got Pedro Martinez and Ozzie Smith, a couple of baseball Hall of Famers right there. Jalen Green, current uh, NBA star, added to the list there as well. And if you've got the VIP pass, Ron Kittle has been added to that. They're keeping the uh, definitely the Chicago to Midwest theme right there with him, and Doug Plank added to that VIP list as well. He was Bears, right? He played for the Bears. I believe so. I think yeah. maybe defensive back, I want to say. Something yeah. like that. He he was I, I don't know if he played it. Did he play on that Super Bowl team? He might have. I can't remember now. That's I'm not uh, sure. He's kind be. of right in that that area, right? Right, right. right. Definitely somewhere area. in the 80s, it seems. Yeah. We get some grading uh numbers from, from Jeremy. Right? This is for grading numbers for the eighth to the fourteenth. Um grading kind of all over the place, right? We have PSA yeah. graded 270,700 cards. They were up 19%. SGC graded 21,700 cards. They were up 5%. Beckett graded 14,500 cards. They were up 7%. And our friends at CGC only graded 8,300 cards. They were down 57%. So I'm not quite sure what, what the disconnect was with CGC, but um, it's that we're still in that kind of that 300,000 number, right, Drew? Yeah, that seems to be the golden number right there. And we're, yeah, right there once again. Well, Drew, we love to get uh, listener mail and, and questions and, and email and, and letters. And we got two really cool letters, uh, uh, one email and one letter that we'd like to just talk about today before we, we go into our interview. And uh, one of our, our listeners, Vince uh, Contarino? Colatriano. Colatriano? Yeah, something like that. Vince Colatriano. Okay. Vince is very frustrated with our postal service, right? Would you say yeah. that? <laughs> uh, yeah, <laughs> I think we all are a little bit to some degree. Yep. Well, he had a bunch of questions and I, I'll, I'll serve it up to you. You want me to, you want me to give the questions and you can give the answers. I handle it. Go for it. Yeah, that'll work well. Okay. 
So Vince, first, we, this is a five-parter, but we're not, we'll, we'll, we'll go through it pretty quickly. So first, he said he had two days in the last two years where informed delivery said that I, the items were coming, but they never came to their house. What did, what did you do? What's your recourse there, Drew? You really don't have much of a recourse on that. I mean, you can mark it. Uh, there's usually a thing on there that says to you know mark it as not delivered or whatever, and uh, they'll try to look into it and try to get it to you there. And I've done that before, and I've had stuff show up before, too, but... I know he was asking when I first read there, he was uh, asking like what the touch points are after the mail is scanned. And one thing I want to say is if any of you are ever in Washington, D.C., go to the Smithsonian Postal Museum. It's really great. You'll find out you'll learn a lot about all that kind of stuff and how the mail works and just kind of the history of the Postal Service there. But uh, just to kind of give you an idea here real quick, I looked this up earlier to find out exactly you know how does this work. And they have kind of like this hub and spoke system, similar to like most airline traffic where you've got, you know, your various hubs there and everything and traffic is heaviest between those. And so let's say that I'm set, let's, let's say that somebody is sending something from my hometown of Painesville, Ohio, down to me here in Arlington, Texas. And the way it's going to go, it goes from your local post office to a sectional center facility to a network distribution center. And then that same thing in reverse. So it's going to go from Painesville, my hometown local post office there, to the uh, sectional center facility in Cleveland, then to a network distribution center in Pittsburgh. It then goes to the network distribution center in Dallas, to the sexual center facility in Fort Worth onto my local post office in Arlington. And uh, when it gets scanned for informed delivery, it looks like it's at the incoming uh, sexual center facilities when they get scanned. It gets postmarked to the outgoing sectional center facility. So something sent from Painesville is going to be postmarked from Cleveland, and it's going to be scanned when it gets to Fort Worth. Yep. It's just, it's amazing that anything gets to anywhere. It really oh, is. Oh, yeah. Yeah, it is. <laughs> it really is. The way our government works, it's just amazing that anything gets to anywhere. So, uh, you know, the post office, I have to say the post office all in all does a pretty good job. I'm not going to, you know, that they, they handle millions of pieces of mail and sometimes it gets lost. And sometimes, you know, they, it, it doesn't reach where it's supposed to. And the, there's a number of places that reasons why I could get there from a, the, your mailman didn't feel like delivering it that day. Right. Right. To to uh, oh he it, it, there was a magazine that he wanted to read and and he kept it or you know it's just you, you don't know so um, I think form and form delivery has helped uh, alleviate some of those right that didn't yes. make it to you but um, it is what it is hey uh, his Vince's second question is what do celebrities do with the mail they don't answer do they trash it do they un is it unopened do they open it and keep the money or the cards what do you think Drew. <laughs> It could be just about any of those. I know, I mean, some of them I think just straight up trash it sometimes, but I remember hearing several years ago on a message board from, uh, I think it was actually a hockey message board, and this uh, guy mentioned something on it that he was friends with a former Bat Boy for the Padres. And uh, he said that Tony Gwynn, who, you know, was an excellent in-person signer, but not a TTMer at all, he would go through his fan mail, pull out the cards, stockpile them, and give all the cards to the Bat Boys at some point, and be like, yeah, here's, you know, a box of a couple hundred cards of me here if you want them. So it could be just about any of those things. Yeah, I mean, most of these guys, you know, celebrities. I'm I'm not saying, uh, not saying athletes, but most of the the obviously the guys that are current athletes in the celebrities, they don't need the money, right? They right. they're not they're not selling your cards, and if it, it, you know, I don't know how many they're getting, but you know, unless you're you're Ryan Sandberg or, or Wade Boggs, you're not getting a you're not getting you know ten thousand dollars worth of right. of money, and those are the guys that are signing. So I, I just think. Guys don't want to be involved. Don't want to be bothered. Bothered, and maybe they maybe they have their wife open it and take take it to so make sure there's nothing valuable in there. But I don't know. 
it, it, it is what it is. Well, all right. Number three for Vince's questions out of five. He says, sometimes a reply will take six months or longer. Do you think the celebrities stockpile their uh, piles for a rainy day? And I would say yes. Yeah, sometimes they do. They'll, you know, just try to save them up. And, you know, if they've got a long weekend or something, you know, four day weekend, sit down, knock a whole bunch of them out there. And I've had sometimes where, you know, a guy will take them and put them in a box to do later and then end up misplacing the box. I know there was a, uh, there's been a couple of stories in the last couple of decades or so. Don Carmen, the former Phillies pitcher, had a, exactly that happen to him where he put a bunch of stuff into a box and the box ended up getting stashed somewhere. And then he finds it years later, goes, oh, crap, I should probably respond to all these. And so he, <laughs> Knocked all those out. And Doug Glanville did the same thing. He said, yeah, put this box in my garage and forgot that it had a bunch of mail in it. Went into it and said, well, let's go ahead and knock all these out. So sometimes they'll move and it'll get hung up in forwarding or something in there, too, and not get to them at all. So there's there's all sorts of reasons why they might take a while. But, yeah, I think a lot of them do uh, save up and, you know, knock them all out at once every every month or two. I know uh, if you look on like sportscollectors.net, for example, you'll see a lot of times where a guy will you know knock out a whole bunch right at the start of the month. I know. Vita Blue, it seemed like, was doing that a lot, where you'd send it out in, like, the middle of April, and if he missed it in the early May batch, he was going to hit it in the early June batch. So you at least kind of had an idea as to when it was going to be coming back to you. Yep, I, I agree. I think they do They do stockpile. Okay, question number four. You mentioned that uh, you get success from athletes, that, uh, and there's others that won't return to you. Uh, he, he said he had problems with, with Bob Greasy and Steve Largent. I've had problems with Steve Largent and uh, Peyton Manning, not Peyton Manning, uh, Archie Manning. And we all have our guys, right? The guys that, mm-hmm. that for, for one reason or other, we we uh, we don't get. Uh, I honestly don't think, you know, he, he asks what causes this. And I think it's just, I think it's just the luck of the draw. I don't think. I think so. Yeah, I, I mean, no I don't one... think I don't think Bob Greasy or Steve Largent or and I joked about uh, Archie Manning. I don't think they really care about you, right. you personally. So unless unless you're a guy, somebody that's been sending out twenty uh, requests and you're on their radar for one reason or other, but if you just had one or two requests over over uh, the year and you just happened, you didn't you missed it, right? Either yeah. one reason or other, you missed their 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 window. Bob Greasy's uh, very famous, right? He signs for a little while and then he stops. And I think Steve Largent does the same thing. And I think uh, I think Archie Manning does the same thing. And there's other guys out there. Um, so unless you're a nuisance, I don't think they really they don't they don't I don't think they pick you out of. Uh, oh, I'm not I'm not signing Drew's Drew's card, but I'll sign Jeff's card and I'll I'll sign Vince's card. I just don't. I don't think that happens to you. No, it's, uh, I mean, Drew Brees is another great example of that where if you catch the window, you're golden. If you don't, you're not getting it back. And. I mean, no one really knows what can cause this. For some people, you know, it may get misplaced, as I mentioned before. Some of them may pick like a certain percentage that they'll sign. Maybe it got lost. Maybe they're super selective about letter content. But yeah, it seems like everybody has their one guy or two guys that everyone seems to get except them. And I'm blanking on them off the top of my head, but I know I've had a couple of them over the years where I've sent off to them and I never get back. I'm like, what what, what did I do wrong? It could just be, you know, it's just some bad luck. Maybe got lost somewhere along the yep. way. You never know. Yeah, Bill Mazeroski, I, I I had to try him a couple times. It's just it just happens, right? Yeah, and yeah. I think because we're sending out a lot of requests, it's uh, the greater it's a greater number for us, right? Because if you mm-hmm. you know you're only sending out three f- three or four requests a year, well, the odds are that you're probably going to get those. But where Drew and I are sending out 10, 15 a week, yeah. there's just going to be guys that for some reason flip through the cracks, so you don't get it. But I don't think that again, unless you're sending 20 cards and it's the 20th time you sent to somebody in, in a month. Um, I don't think that they, they, they 
pull your card and say, oh, I'm not signing for this guy. Now, right. I've talked to guys, and that there are guys that if they see so, too many requests from somebody, they won't sign. Mm-hmm. Or if somebody sends them up, you know, 15 cards, they're not going to sign. They'll maybe sign one or they won't sign any. So that does happen. But I think normally uh, it doesn't happen. It's just it's just happenstance, right? I think it's just happenstance. Yeah. Exactly. All right. Number five, Vince, I hope we're answering all your questions. Uh, how much of our mail never or, or, or never arrives to the celebrity or at our home before informed delivery? And I don't know. I mean, I'm getting... I get between 60 and 70% return, successful returns. Where are you about the same, Drew? Yeah, I think uh, over all time, I'm at like 70% right now. Yeah. So, and, I mean, it, and it runs hot and cold, right? Some months, yeah. some, some months you'll be in the 60s, some months you'll be 70, 75. Um, I don't think, again, I, I don't think there's, there's certain guys that, that just don't sign. So if you, if you, ty- if you put in the guys that, uh, you take a shot on, and I there's a lot of guys that I'll just take a shot on that I never get back, and that skews my my numbers. And I'm sure you do the same thing. You're like, oh, uh, you know, so and so signed, OJ Simpson signed for one person, uh, and then I hadn't signed for anyone in six months. Well, okay, I'll let me give it a try, right? Right, you give, right. It, you give it a try. But uh, overall, if you stick to the lists of the guys that are signing, your numbers are going to be a lot higher. I don't think. Uh, you know, I, I don't, I don't think the, the, whatever the posted services, um, delivery rate is, if it's 90%, if it's a hundred, uh, 75% or whatever their, their number is, that's what it is. I don't know what the, the post office, if they keep those statistics or make them, um, I actually public. did Google that while uh, doing this. Yeah. And they said uh, their delivery success rate in, uh, around the, tw- around the holidays in 2021 was 91.7%. I believe Less- it. Less than 1% of mail, though, is lost for more than seven days. And approximately one out of every 20,000 pieces gets completely lost and never found. So a 0.005% chance that your mail will get completely lost, which to me, I'm calling BS on that stat because I have three pieces right now that were on informed delivery and never arrived to me at all. And this has been a month and a half now. And I put another trace on the uh, two that had tracking on them. So right. And I sent, I just, I sent you an envelope and I know it didn't get there. I, right. Yeah. That's yeah. It still hasn't gotten here yet. And who knows where that's ended up. So, right. So it does yeah. happen, but um, it just seems, it always seems to happen to the one thing you don't want to get lost. <laughs> exactly. And that's, that's why, like when I sent my stuff to the Nolan Ryan and uh, Jose Canseco signings, I made sure it has tracking on the way back. So at least there's some way of finding it if it doesn't get to me. All right, Vince, we appreciate, we feel your frustration with the U.S. Postal Service. We all have it. Uh, you know, just keep keep on TTM and right, and we, we appreciate your mail. Thank you very much. All right, guys, so I, I, this came yesterday, actually, and I, I was so shocked to get it. I got a letter from a listener in Australia, of all places. So Drew is the the king of Australian roots football, right? And he's talking <laughs> to, uh, Australian roots football. Uh, this gentleman uh, sent me a, a, a nice little uh, autograph card of a cricket player. He's a, a legendary cricket player. His name is Don Bradman. He sent me a, a card signed by Don Bradman, who passed away in 2001. Uh, so it was kind of cool. It was cool to get that. He did not mention Australian roots football at all which is kind of funny because uh, I thought he'd say something about Drew, but it was nice to get a, a nice letter from uh, John Barlow in, um, where is he? He is, he is in Orange NSW in Australia. So John, New South thanks. Wales. Huh? New South Wales. All right. 
Yeah, uh, he sent he sent that off. I got the the mail uh, yesterday, and my wife was like, "Oh, you got a letter from Australia." And I, I don't think I've ever got ever gotten a letter from Australia. So, Drew, we got to keep up the talk of Australian football rules football because we have Australian listeners. But John, I just want to thank you so much, guys. We love to hear from you. If you want to send me an email, questions, comments, just send it to ttmcast at yahoo.com very good thank you guys well that that wraps up our two great questions two great uh, communications from our listeners i really love that all right drew time for our ttmcast 101 interview all right. i had the pleasure of talking to don mcneil don mcneil played uh for the 78 and 79 uh Alabama Crimson Tide national champions, two two championships back-to-back, and he also played 10 years with the Miami Dolphins. So we talked to him about playing for Bear Bryant and Don Shula, talked to him about playing uh, some of the, the the cool stuff that's happened in his career. And Don is a great uh, – he loves signing cards through the mail. So um, it, we talked to Don about signing autographs and some of the stuff that he collects. So please enjoy my interview with Don McNeil from the Miami Dolphins and the University of Alabama. This week's interview is brought to you by Certified Sports Guarantee, csgcards.com for superior sports card certification and grading. Have you graded your sports cards with CSG yet? There's no better time than now. Every authenticated sports card arrives in the hobby's best holder. CSG is known for their expertise, integrity, and world-class service. Get your sports cards for as low as $12 a card with CSG. Go to csgcards.com to start your submission today and get $10 off the first year of your membership with code TTMCAST. All right, guys, I'd like to welcome Don McNeil to the show. Don played two years. He won two national championships with the University of Alabama, the Crimson Tide, in 1978 and 1979. He went on to play 10 seasons as quarterback for the Miami Dolphins from 1980 to 1989. He's a member of the Alabama Sports Hall of Fame. He is number 28 in your program. Welcome to the program, Mr. Don McNeil. Hello. How's everybody doing? Hopefully you can hear me. Uh, Jeff can't see me. I wish he could see me. <laughs> well, you know, I, first on, I want to be the first person to wish you a happy birthday. Happy 50th, 65th birthday. Uh, very, very cool. I'm glad I get to talk to you right around your birth, birthday time. Yeah, my birthday is Saturday. Yeah, very good. So congrats, congratulations on making it to 65, my friend. 65, 65. You're right. Yeah, well, I, you know what I want to ask you first? You played with two legendary coaches. You played for two legendary coaches, of course, Bear Bryan at Alabama and Don Shula at Miami. Uh, what did you take away from each of them? What did they teach you? What, what did Coach Bear Bryan teach you and what did Coach Shula teach you? The thing that they taught me was Coach Bear Bryan. He taught me so much. But the one thing that I learned from Coach Bear Bryan he said, Don McNeil, wherever you go, whatever you do, always show your class. And that's one thing that I've always tried to do, show my class, be a person of integrity and show that, 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 that you love people and that you have a lot of class about yourself. Uh, what I took from uh, Coach Don Shula was Don Shula, he always talked to me about being prepared. Don't let anything slip up on you. You always know what's going on, what's the next play, what might happen 
uh, uh, down the line, and you be and you do that, and you'll be successful in life. So Coach Brad Bryant, Coach Don Shula, was two people that I looked up to, and I am so glad that I had an opportunity to be a pupil uh, in, in that classroom. Coach uh, Coach Bear Bryant was great, and Coach Don Shula was even greater. I I love being in their in their programs. I really and truly did. Yeah, I would have thought it'd been special to play play for both of them. Did did you guys ever do anything fun with with Bear Bryant and like hide his hat or or pull pull a pull pull a, pull a prank on him or anything like that? I I always thought if I played for Bear Bryant, I would have hid his hat someplace. <laughs> well, you know, but I think uh, Coach Bear Bryant had so much respect for people, and I think a lot of the players was a afraid of him and they never did do those things. I, I think I think there was a lot of respect for him and they didn't do those things. They didn't take his take that little the little hat he used to wear and hide it. We didn't do that. <laughs> we had a lot of respect for him. He was a great person. And Coach Don Shula had had all our respect and we didn't we didn't dare uh, challenge him in anything like that. Because uh, he was he was a great person, a person I looked up to, Don Shula, and and Coach Bear Bryant was great, great coaches that I really and and truly enjoyed playing for them. I really, I mean, they, they had my respect. I wanted to go out every day, and just yep. uh, just be a, a person that 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 they can uh, rely on, and I wanted to be my best and play my best. At, Every every play that I had played for them. You you played on two national championship teams in Alabama, seventy eight and seventy nine. Was was one team better than the other? You know what? I I, I really don't think so. I really don't. Uh, we had an opportunity to play. Uh, uh, I forget Penn State. Yeah, that was one, and the other one I think it was Arkansas. I can't remember, but Penn State was such a such a great was such a great player. I mean, you know, we had an opportunity to play against uh, uh, Joe Paterno. Sure. And that was so good to be in the in the game of playing against such a great person. But you know what? We wanted to beat his butt. <laughs> I mean, we really did. And I had a lot of respect for Joe Paterno. But Coach Bear Bryant said, hey, go out and do what you got to do. Uh, you got to beat that buck one day, one day, one day, uh, one day, day soon. So you just do what you got to do. And that's what we tried to do. And it was great playing there in, 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 in Penn State. And and I think it was Arkansas. I think we, I think that was the second national championship. You, you had a, a, an iconic um, touchdown saving tackle on the 1979 Sugar Bowl. Um, what do you remember about that play? Because that that that's a, that goes down in uh, Alabama lore as one of the, the the best tackles ever. Yes, it was it was a great tackle. I, I, I remember that. <laughs> Not to be shy about it, right, Don? But it was a great tackle. I'm proud of that, and Coach Brad Bear Bryant was uh, proud of me for making that play. I had a I had a position coach there, coach uh, coach Joe Bill Oliver. You know, Bill Oliver was a great coach, and I really respected him. But that day was was a great day, and uh, I can remember that uh, we had Barry Krause there, and 
uh, Marty Lyons and uh, Joe and uh, my defensive defensive lineman there, uh, uh, McGriff, Curtis McGriff, and those people were great. So I can I can remember doing what I had to do. I was covering my wide receiver, and he went to the back of the end zone to run a play, run a play, and I had to cover him. And uh, I was covering him, and and all I could do was just cover him as close as I could. And all of a sudden, I looked back, and I saw the ball being thrown to my man. I forget my man. Down. I used to ask him. remember his name. I forget it. <laughs> that was throwing the ball to my man. And all of a sudden, I thought I saw the ball being thrown. And all I could do was saw the ball being thrown. So I went directly to my responsibility, and I made a tackle, and I drove him out of bounds. And, yep. and then, uh, Coach, I, I, I heard my roommate, Curtis McGriff, Marty Lyons, those guys say, oh, Matt, that's a great play. <laughs> well, you just made a great play. You just, that could, that, that could save the game. But see, I didn't know that. I was just there trying to do what I had, trying to do what my coach, uh, Bill Oliver, had told me to do, cover him, drive him to the ground, and get out of there, and, and go back to the sideline. So that's what I tried to do. It was, it was a great play. I'm so glad that I was there to make that play. And it was a, it was a great play, and, uh, and I guess it was a good play. <laughs> you know, it's, it's fun. Even after, whatever, 30 or 40 years, you, you still re you relive it, and it's still a fun play. You know what I mean? You can just tell it, the joy of, in your heart of, of, that you got to make that play. Yes, it was. Well, the other the other tackle I'm going to talk about is the the iconic one is the one that you made as a pro Super Bowl 27 against the Washington Redskins with John Riggins, and uh, you you got left to dry so to speak, and, and boy did that must have been a tough one tough one to uh, look back at. It really was. That was Super Bowl. I think it was Super Bowl seventeen. What, what? Super Bowl yeah, seventeen. Yeah, seventeen. I'm sorry, two, Super Bowl seventeen. You're right. Seventeen. Yeah. I had an opportunity to make a tackle on John Riggins. I mean, I mean, my my man went in motion, and I went in motion with him. Then he stopped, and I stopped. I turned around too, and I was I was trying to weed through all the players. And as the play got my play, my the play that I was covering got to the end of the line of the scrimmage. Yeah, the ball was bam. Uh, somebody come across me and they block somebody in front of me. And they block somebody in front of me. And I find myself directly <laughs> the worst place you could have been. Directly in in the direction to see uh, uh John Riggins coming through the line. And all I all I wanted to do was do what Coach Oliver always told me to do, make the tackle. Hit him hard and all that. So I hit John Riggins hard, and you know what? <laughs> he, didn't, he didn't move. I hit him. <laughs> I found myself going to the ground and all that, and and I missed the tackle. And John Riggins went on for the winning touchdown, and I was devastated. I, I was devastated and hurt, and man, I I was hurt, and I come to the sideline and. And everybody was there. My my team was there saying, "Good, 
Don, don't worry about it. Everybody missed a play and all that. But you know what? That wasn't me. I missed that play, and I, it hurt me tremendously. Oh, and, sorry uh, to hear that. Do you still get asked to sign photos of that play? Yeah, uh, some people... <laughs> Some people are, are, are encouraging enough to give me uh, that 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 play as a pitcher, but you know what? I don't uh, I don't particularly like that, but it's okay. You know, uh, that's a play that, that 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 I took I take down in my 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 past, and it was a play that that. It it, it it was it was tough, but you know it was a play that you have to grow in that. That's what I try to do, because I miss that play. It's a play that I miss, but you know what? That happens in life. No, really I know, do. I, I know. Yeah. You played on you played on the Miami Dolphin team in 1985. The, the only team that beat that great uh, Chicago Bears team. Um, do, do you is that considered one of the best games that you played as a pro? Oh uh, yeah, I, I really would would say that playing against uh, those guys, Singletary, and uh, what was that 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 running back for Fitzgerald Perry and all those guys, right? Perry, all those players, yeah. Walter Payton, yeah. Walter Walter Payton, great guy, and I'm so glad that I had the opportunity to play with Walter Payton. I play against Walter Payton. Because he was a class guy and a glass a kind a guy that I I liked tremendously, but uh, that was a great uh, a great time in my life to be there and playing against uh, those people. That was a great team. It really truly was. Did you have an NFL team that you enjoyed playing in terms of playing in their stadium and playing against and beating? Well, I, I like to play against uh, the New Orleans Saints. Okay. I really, I should have liked that. I, I guess I like jazz. I really love jazz. <laughs> I really should have liked going to New Orleans and hearing that music and all that. But I really should have liked the uh, the New Orleans the New Orleans Saints. It was a great a great uh, organization, and I really truly. Play, like playing against the New Orleans Saints. I really enjoyed it. They get they great, great players and and a great coach there. And I forget his name, but uh, the the New Orleans Saints was a great organization to play against. Was there a quarterback that you like going against, or a wide receiver that you like covering? <laughs> uh well, you know, I think a, a guy named Art Monk. Art Monk, sure, from the. Uh... The Redskins. The Redskins. He was a he was a great player. I really truly did. Uh, some of the players that play for New Orleans, the New, New England Patriots. I, I had a great time playing with those. Some of those Stanley of, Morgan and, and those guys. Exactly. Stanley Morgan was a, was a great great guy, and he could run. <laughs> if you get out there and you get out there and you were slower, you have quicker quicker feet a quicker foot you're gonna get beat but I enjoyed uh New England Patriots they had a lot of wide receivers there that would that would take you to the bank if you didn't know what you was doing I mean, it really truly did 
Were you were you a collector uh, back in the day? Did you collect um, memorabilia from playing days? Did you keep doll, um, game balls and uniforms and, and uh, that such that kind of stuff? Sure, I I I I I have my game balls in my office there, and I I, I got some uh, memorabilia there, and and I have a going up my stairs. I have a big picture of of, of myself. And uh, and some some memorabilia there, and I got some memorabilia that I, that I like uh, going up my stairs, and sometimes <laughs> I, 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 and y'all go up, go up the stairs, and I, I really don't look at those pictures. <laughs> that's a, that's a part of my life, but it was a good part of my life, and and I really and truly enjoyed. I really and truly enjoyed. Playing football for the for for the Miami Dolphins and also playing for the the uh, Alabama Crimson Tide. And that's what 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 did what did they give you when you won the the uh, national championships in seventy eight and seventy nine? Did you get a special ring or did you get a, uh, anything special yeah. for winning the national championships? A special ring seventy eight. We had a special ring for both of those years, and so I can look back on them and say that yeah, hey, I did win the national championship this year. And uh, those were some great years that I had opportunities to play for. And we wanted it on. We really wanted it on. It was great doing that. And I had opportunity to play uh, in two Super Bowls, but I, I didn't win them all. I didn't win them at all. Did, they, did, they, did you get something for being the AFC championship? Did you get a ring for that? You got a ring. I got a ring. Okay. Winning the AFC championship. Uh, for, for for two for for, for two two seasons mm-hmm. and and it was great but you know what I wish I had a, a ring that would say world champion but that didn't happen for me but I had a great time I really and truly had a fantastic time I really did did you coming out you were a first round pick you were the twenty first pick by the Dolphins did you feel any pressure being a first round pick that that uh, you had big expectations for you coming out of the draft. Well, you know, Jeff, uh, really and truly, <laughs> I mean, I, I just really wanted to go and play football. I, I had an opportunity to play football uh, for the for the Miami Dolphins, and I, I really didn't care where I, what what where I, where I was drafted, and, and I was drafted first round and all that, but that didn't matter to me. I really. No, knew my, I knew my ability, and all I wanted was a chance. So give me, I don't care if I was the last player picked, and I wasn't, but the first player picked for the Miami Dolphins, I said, I'm going to go, I'm going to do what I can do, make a name for myself, and I did that. And that's what I really wanted to do with it. It, it, it came to fruition, fruition for me. I, I had an opportunity to to play for the Miami Dolphins, had a great time, had an opportunity to play for uh, uh, Bear Bryant and Don Shula, and playing for those coaches was such a great uh, feat in my life. I really enjoyed it. As a young player, you, you know, you're a young kid coming into the, the NFL. Was there a moment where you said, okay, I belong, I can play with these guys? Oh, uh, sure. I I, I think I got that right off the bat when I went to went to uh, went to camp. 
and I wasn't arrogant or anything like that, but I just knew that, hey, I can play football. I found out that in college. Hey, I can cover anybody. Anybody want to get out there and compete with me? Yeah, you you got you got something to uh somebody to compete against you, and I'm gonna knock your head off and I'm gonna <laughs> as I possible possibly could. And you know what? It's gonna be me and you. And mostly it's gonna be me because you want to get covered. And that's what I wanted to do. And you know, it sounds arrogant, but I wasn't arrogant or nothing like that. I just knew my ability. And that's what I tried to go out there and do. Every every Saturday or every Sunday when I was playing football against somebody. Were you a football card collector as a kid or an autograph collector as a kid? <laughs> uh, no, I wasn't. I really okay. wasn't, uh, Jeff. Uh, if I tell you what I used to do, uh, see, I, Jeff, I played two years of football, two years of high school football. Then I got an opportunity to, uh, to go to uh, University of Alabama. I just yeah. played two years of uh, of high school football, and I, I didn't. I really didn't want to. I really didn't want to play. And my dad said, "Son, you're gonna have to do something. So you better try to do something." with sports or basketball or something. But uh, my father, he uh, just said, son, you got to do something. And so I said, I'm going to try to play football. And I went out there to play football. I hated it. I hated hated it? it. I did. I really, truly hated it. You must have loved it after because you played so long. You can't just go through the motions, you know? You're right. Uh, in in in, uh, in college, I can remember my first day playing for Coach Coach Dun- I mean uh, Coach Bear Bryant. And see, I went up there. I, I went to Alabama to be a wide receiver. I want I wanted to be a wide receiver. I want all the the gravy, the good plays, and I wanted to be a star and all that. But you know that didn't happen for me. Uh, Don, I think it'd be more fun to hit people than be hit. Yes, I I found that out, that I hated people hitting me. But you know what? Playing wide receiver, that that, that stuff got tough, and I I guess I hated it. And that's why I was just going to give it up. But uh, Coach Bell Bryant said, Don, uh, look, go down and play defensive back. If you go down and play defensive defensive back and you're not successful, you can go home. But I went out there and I I, I got I got some success and and Coach uh, Bear Bryant saw a lot in me. He said, "Son, you can play this game and you can play defensive back." And I'm so glad he 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 encouraged me to do that because I had a great time. I really and truly did. Uh, I, I I loved it tremendously. And, and I'm so glad I had opportunity to play uh, for Alabama Crimson Tide and, and, and have a name up there in the Tuscaloosa. Sure. Do you remember seeing yourself on your first football card? Oh, uh, you know what? I I, I I remember seeing my first my first football card. You know what? what my hair was my hair didn't look good. My hair didn't look good. <laughs> I hate that man. But then. Uh, Somebody uh, gave me a, a better looking card, and and I got that card here today. And 
So yes, it's it's it's, it's a better looking card. It really and truly is. <laughs> do you do you still sign many autographs through the mail? Yes, people uh, send me cards in the mail and all that, and, and I, I I send send the card back to them and all that. So I sign a number of cards today. Are you, right. surprised, are you surprised people still want your autograph, even though you haven't played in, in 30 I'm years? Glad, I'm so glad that people still remember me and they want to, I want my autograph and that's great. So, you know, and so people, if some people out there, please, please, please keep uh, sending me cards. And if I get your card, I'll send it back to you. I really, truly will. Do you have a favorite card? I that you like? Oh, uh, I, I I don't know. I any car, it'd be good. But but the one that got my hair don't look that good. I don't like that one. I like <laughs> your rookie, your rookie card. You don't like that much. Yeah, one that that are later. Uh huh. The the later cars uh they're better. You're right. Well, Don, you wrote a uh, autobiography, and it is the title. Let me get the title right. It's called Home Team Advantage from the Fields of Rural Alabama to Pro Football Field of the Miami Dolphins. Can you tell us a little about why you decided to write a book and, and tell us a little about the book? Well, I wanted people to uh, know something about me and what I came up with, what I, how, how I grew up and all that. And, and it was tough uh, uh, being there. And see, I, 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 I had opportunity to, <laughs> to to live on this this farm. This farm. Yeah. See, I, I have uh, I have ten sisters, and I have uh, six girls and four boys. And, wow, and, and, <laughs> that's a big family, my friend. Oh yeah, big big family. And we were close, close as, I mean, like last week, I went to uh, Alabama, had a, a, a family reunion up there in Alabama. It was great. So, yeah, my family is very important in my life. And, man, if you can see this house that I grew up in on this book, you'll say, man, what, what kind of house is that? But you know what? I was a poor family, didn't have much. But you know what I had? I loved it. And I had I had some family that loved me. I had my mother and my father; they were great. My my sisters and brothers, those six sisters and four other brothers, they were great also. And then I I had a, I was lucky enough to marry uh, my wife, and she was she's great. And so I've been fortunate enough to do to do a lot of things in life. I really and truly well is. Mm -hmm. It sounds it sounds like other than your coaches, your dad was your biggest influence growing up and he really pushed you in the right direction. Yes, he was. He pushed me in the right direction. And you know what? I I thought my father was the meanest person in the world. <laughs> I found out I found out that he loved me tremendously because he gave me a lot. He did a lot for me. And I really respect my father today. He died in like 80, 80, 80 something, 80, uh, 80. But my father was a was a great influence in my life, and I loved him tremendously. Along with my father, and along with my sisters and brothers, those are the anchors of my life. I, I had an opportunity to be in the be in the presence of those girls and those boys each and every day. 
it's unfortunate. I lost one of my sisters and one of my brothers uh, several years ago. And but but uh, I had an opportunity. We had an opportunity. I had an opportunity to be in the presence of the rest of my sisters and brothers. So I have sisters and brothers that love me tremendously, and I love them tremendously too. Had a great time uh, two weeks ago at a family reunion, and we had a lovely time. I really enjoyed it. Did. I understand you had some health concerns as you got older. What is uh, how what did what did health, uh, football teach you uh, to deal to, to deal with your health concerns? Well, they taught me that hey man, when the, when the tough get going, you have to get even tougher. And I have this thing that 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 I have right now. And it's called MS, multiple sclerosis. Yeah, I know it well. So that's a tough. It's a tough uh, thing in my life, but you know what? I gave it to God. I told God, I said, listen, I can't handle this. But Lord, you have to handle this. And you know what I call MS? What do you call it? I call MS my savior. MS, my savior. Because you know what? Uh, uh, Jeff, I can't handle it. But you know what? God can and he gave me the opportunity each and every day to handle it. And it's tough. It really is a tough uh, uh, disease. But you know what? I handle it because he helped me to handle it. And he gave me people, my sisters and I, my brother, that helped me to handle this disease each and every day. It's tough. But you know what? I'm okay. I, I, I can do it. Good to hear, my friend Don, Don, Don McNeil. Don McNeil played two seasons, was to, was a national champion with the uh, University of Alabama Crimson Tide, 1978-1979. He played 10 seasons, 10 seasons, folks, with the Miami Dolphins from 1980 to 1989. He is in the Alabama Sports Hall of Fame. He wore number 28. Don, was there a reason you picked 28 uh, as your uniform number? <laughs> no, no, I, I really don't know why. But you know, my number was uh, forty. I had, I had my number was uh, I think forty three when I first got there. Yep. Then uh, they asked me to pick another number, and I just picked twenty eight. I really don't know. I just picked twenty eight, but uh, I, I guess I, I didn't want I didn't want forty three, so I got twenty eight. So there's no significant. I'm just glad that I hopefully I made a name for myself and people remember 28. I mean, a lot of people after after the game, they said, oh, yeah, Don, you, you did a great job. You had a great time and all that. And, hey, Jeff, you were interviewing me today. I'm so glad you interviewed me, okay? Oh, I'm, ha- I'm having a ball. I, ho- I hope you're having fun. Did you have any superstitions when you were playing? Did you, did you have to um, wear a specific helmet or just do something uh, unique before the game? Or did you have any fun superstitions while you were playing when you were in the, prof- in the pros? Uh, Jeff, I, I, I guess I, I didn't. I really and truly didn't. I just wanted to go out there and uh, play hard and be uh, represent my family and do what I had to do. So I didn't have any superstitions, nothing like that at all. I just wanted to go out and just play and have a great time. And like you said, I had a, I had a great time, man. Yeah. Two, two of the greatest like- the coach this game. Coach no, I'm a Patriots fan. I'm a Patriots fan, and I remember you be, being a tough SOB out in the field to go against. 
Man, I had a great time. I really enjoyed being playing to com- uh, uh, compete with those players. I had a great time. And, you know, it's just had a, had a good time. I enjoyed it. I really and truly did. Do you, do you have one moment uh, on the field as a profession that, professional that really uh, brings a smile to your face? It doesn't have to be, a, you know, a, a game-saving tackle or anything. Just something that was like, that. you know, I, that was a great hit that I made off of that guy. Or that was a great interception. Or that was that was like, you know, when you one of the happiest moments in the field. Do you have a, a moment like that? Uh, I think I guess probably one of the interceptions that I had and to run it in for a touchdown. I did have two touchdowns to play in football. So I I got uh, I think I got that ball here in my office and and I picked it off and ran in for for a touchdown. And that's great. That, that don't happen every day. Well, who'd you intercept? Huh? Who did you intercept for the touchdown? Richard Todd. Richard Todd from the Jets. <laughs> yeah, from the Jets. I intercepted him with and uh, he was a classmate of mine at Alabama, not at Alabama, but but uh, I picked him off and, and went for the touchdown. It was great. The other Very guy, nice. I, I know I had two touchdowns, but I really did. Yeah. So that's one yeah. of the highlights of my career also. Yeah, picking it off and getting in, getting in the end zone and dancing. I didn't dance that well. <laughs> I, had, I had a great time doing it. Yeah. Uh-huh. Don McNeil, it's a pleasure meeting you and learning about your career. Guys, Don is a, a great signer through the mail. If you have a card you want to get signed, send it to Don at, at his house, and he will sign it for you. Don, I really appreciate learning more about your life. And, I, again, I want to wish you a happy 65th birthday, and it was really a, a great uh, spending a few minutes with you. Thank you, Jeff. Thank you so much for interviewing me, and hopefully uh, we'll meet again one of these days but uh you just take care of yourself and you just be a great guy interview all these people that's what you got to do thank you my friend i really appreciate it and again thank you wife for helping us out i really appreciate it i'll, I'll tell her that okay thanks okay. jeff thank you have a good one be good Bye. you too i'd like to welcome our newest sponsor collects Looking up the values of trading cards can be a chore, but now there's an app that makes getting the market price as simple as snapping a photo. The app is called Collects, C-O-L-L-X, and it's free in the App Store and in Google Play. After you scan your cards and get the values, you can build out your collection, list cards for sale, and make deals with other Collects users to buy and sell cards. Now you can get $10 towards your first card purchase and collects Marketplace. Just send me an email at ttmcast at yahoo.com and we'll get you a $10 coupon. Get collects today. It's free and get $10 towards your first card purchase. Just send me an email to ttmcast at yahoo.com and make sure you put $10 in your subject line. Well, Joe, it's funny. Um, I, you know, when I send out TTM requests i always ask them if they want to be on the show and it's kind of cool when i get when i get a response because it's probably maybe one out of 20 you know follow up and don was really cool and i actually talked to him uh the day before his birthday before his 65th birthday which was kind of neat and uh he was he was really really uh great to talk to and these guys you know the guys that are in don mcnail's age he's i think he was 65 so they these guys love when people remember them right they, mm-hmm. they you know they, they i think they they love talking to fans and they love um when getting requests uh for autographs and, and i think it makes them feel good don't you 
Absolutely. I mean, these are the guys that are from the era before football was the clear number one sport in the country here. They didn't have the kind of financial situations then that the players get into now. And just, I mean, yeah, I think being remembered for that just means a lot to them. I agree. Well, that uh, I want to thank Don for joining us. Guys, uh, on Saturday, we have uh, collector Gordon Wilcher on. Gordon uh, has been a TTM collector for 45 years. And he's decided to sell his collection. So we talked to him about um, the decisions, you know, the factors that went in his mind, uh, mind to sell his collection. We talked to Gordon Wilcher. It's really an interesting interview. That'll be on Saturday. And Les Wolf is going to be doing a bunch of appraisals. I think I have eight or 10 different appraisals. They're really cool items, including there's a Babe Ruth, uh, Willie Mays uh, baseballs, all sorts of cool stuff we're going to talk about. So that will be with Les on uh, this Saturday. Next uh, Wednesday, we're going to have a surprise guest on TTM Cast 101. We, we're not, we don't, we're not going to let, let the name out yet. Okay, Drew? All right. Yeah, we'll, we'll keep that under the hat for now. Yeah, we'll, we'll have a surprise guest on TTM Cast one-on-one on Wednesday. Um, I think that's it, Drew. You got anything else you want to add before I let you go? I think we got it pretty well covered. Got all my uh, my in-person graphing all set there. So, yeah, I think I'm good. All right, guys. We wish everyone many happy returns. We will see you on Saturday. Be good.